Hello everyone, I'm Khalif. And I'm Jamise. And welcome to Friendly Fire. Yay, we're back. Yeah, we're back after a little hiatus. Yes, just a little bit. Just a little getting, you know, life things. I don't know. Schedules. Yeah, scheduling, you know, I would, we're, we live in South Korea and we're talking about moving to a new place. But, I don't know, maybe it's just me. I haven't moved very often. Okay. I'm trying to figure out, you know, the way things happen. I mean, I thought I could get a new place and then, you know, slowly trickle my stuff in, moving from one place to another, but I have to, like, get a new place and move directly in. Okay, this is this is probably boring everybody at home. Basically, we're just, we're going to be moving our home location, but that's, that's pretty much it. Not a big deal. So, I want to mention our website, crossfire.crusade.net. And crusade is spelled with a K, so K-R-U-S-A-D-E. Don't get lost trying to find us. Again, crossfire.crusade.net. And join us there, and you can leave feedback in the podcast area. So maybe there's questions that you have or things that, you know, you want to mention. And we'll talk about it and we'll message you back and try to bring up some of your questions or interesting comments on our next podcast. So, so today, this is the month of March. Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> like we had February, we had the theme was the month of love and Black History Month, of course. And now we are in one of my favorite months, Women's Month, which is March. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing about this. I'm not laughing about women's month. I'm laughing at my stupid joke in my head. Okay. I'm not going to share it. I'm not going to share it on air because it was really awful. Well, why bring it up? Then people are going to be like, what was he going to say? And then they're just going to bother them the whole episode that you didn't say what you were going to say. Oh, that's not my fault. <sighs> but yeah, so... We're talking, it's the, it's the Women's Month, so we're talking about feminism. What is feminism? Just say the joke. No, no one, no one will, no one, you brought it up and then you didn't say it. <laughs> and now everyone's going to be upset. So just say no, the joke. No, I'm not saying a joke. Just say the joke. No. Okay, I'll say it. No, this is you don't say it. That <laughs> you don't say Khalid it. came no. up with. And it was that. Oh well, you know it's it's twenty eight days. Oh, you're and I killing was, it! And I oh said, my god, oh, you're killing it! I don't understand it. what that means, you know, because March is thirty one days. So I was confused, of course, by this. You're but apparently, it has to do with the woman's cycle, which can last twenty eight days. Okay, fine. And she's killing. I would just go ahead and do it. It's not even funny. You already gave the punchline. <laughs> I was like, oh, she's like, welcomes the woman's month. And I'm like, oh, is it 28 days? But I'm bum. Yeah, exactly. That's why I said I didn't want to say well, it. Well, because I didn't understand the joke. So I figured I'd just <laughs> explain it, just how it went down. Anyways, so it was incredibly insensitive. Because, of course, we I are have sisters. I'm not so much, so much more than just that. So exactly. why don't uh, so to start the month, I do want to talk about feminism and what it is to be a feminist because I think it's gotten a really bad reputation. There are a lot of the younger generation who really don't understand 
what this word means. I, I mean, is, isn't a feminist a uh, mullet and a sleeveless t-shirt? A mullet? <laughs> um, just a, a mullet by itself. Just... What is it, like a puppet? I don't understand. A mullet. A mullet in a sleeveless shirt. <laughs> this is not... I don't, I'm, I'm having a very hard time understanding you today. <laughs> Nothing you say makes much sense to me. But let Sorry. me explain the definition of what a feminist is. Yes, please. And a feminist is a person who believes in the social, political, and economic equality of the sexes. Very simple. Has nothing to do with hating men or having a mullet <laughs> or wanting to be a man, which is fine if that's your thing. But it's all about just one total equality for women. I don't know. Chaz Bono got swole. Okay, a lot of people probably don't know who that is because you're so freaking old that some people can't relate to who Chaz Bono is. But anyways, there are some people, transgender community, who do become, go from being a woman to a man, but that's nothing to do with feminism. I know. It's not the same thing. I was just commenting. Okay, so earlier in the week, I got really interested in the story of Mary Magdalene, right, who I dub the first feminist. Why? Well, I just think that she was a very important woman in her time. And through history, she's been demoted down to something very ugly and someone that we shouldn't really respect. You know, I've I've been to Sunday school. I've been to Sunday school and Mary Magdalene was supposed to have been like the, what would you call them? Unclean women? Oh, me? I call them. I don't use this word unclean. (laughs) That's that's a little too dated for me. Um, Scandalous. You know, she passed it out like hotcakes until she was saved by Jesus. Okay, maybe. Wow. Wow, what? You just killed it for me. I don't know. I don't know where you're going with this, okay? Because you're saying what I called her. I didn't call her anything. I'm not talking about. I'm not saying you like in you you. I'm talking you're the about. You brought up Sunday school. What did they teach you about her in Sunday school? Well, you know, I heard. You know, when I was a kid, you would ever talk about you know the twelve apostles, and there were only twelve, and I was like, well, who is Man, this woman that's hanging out with Jesus all the time, they're like, oh, the whore, Mary Magdalene. Oh, what an ugly word. Well, they didn't say whore. They were like, oh, she was a former prostitute. Okay. But that's not the real story at all, is it? Well, judging from historical. Sometimes we got we to gotta get away from what the men say and how they write his Wait a minute. story. And it's going to be her story. Let's talk about her story. Sounds quite boring. It's not boring. So let's let's get let's get into the nitty gritty. What do we find out about her? Well, basically, Mary Magdalene. Well, she did serve some purpose. And serve a purpose. Hello, it's starting Sorry. to sound like a prostitute again. We're going back down that road. <laughs> well, no, no, no. She was actually a very important woman in the ministry of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jesus, although masculine, he was also a deeply rooted feminist. And well as... Whoa, 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 Anthony, you're killing it again. Although masculine, he was a feminist. Being... (laughs) It's not... (laughs) I just explained what a feminist is. (laughs) And you just took it to the other... See, this is the problem in society, and many people have it confused. You can't be a manly man and be a feminist, okay? Of course, you can't be a manly man and a feminist. What are you talking about? Jesus was a feminine... (laughs) He was a feminist. Let's look at the terms right. <laughs> okay, so because Jesus believed in the equality of the sexes, Mary Magdalene and him became very close. 
Yeah, it's very close. And she and it is believed, especially through the Gospel of Mary, that she was actually one of the most important apostles. Right. It was even said that Peter was jealous of her because he knew that they had secret conversations that he was not privy to. Yes. So he wanted to know, he wanted to find out what Mary knew. And when he did, he tried to villainize her. Which he did. In the long run, yes. But at the time, the other apostles kind of stood up for her and said, well, if Jesus, you know, approves of her, so do we. Pretty much. And that's basically what was going down with Mary. Right. But, as I said before, through Sunday school, you know, I was taught that, you know, she was unclean. Uh, that's just Sunday school talk here. She was an unwed street woman. And I, I don't know how did that come to pass. Well, because as you well may know, just like today, back then, Mary was a really popular name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, of course, you know that the Hold mother. On. How many Jesus, Marys did Jesus know? A lot of Marys. He knew his mom. His Mary. mom was Mary. Sister. There was a sister named Mary. Magdalena. There was uh, an aunt named Miriam who probably was nicknamed Mary. Actually, Miriam is, he, I think, is Greek for Mary. There you go. I mean, maybe, maybe not. But, you know, we got a lot of Marys. So then we had, so now we're up to three Marys and a Miriam. And then there was a Mary with some, the alabaster box. Oh, yeah, the alabaster jar. She, she was a woman, I think she was accused of being a um i think she was a beggar woman who was a widow but people thought that she was like selling it on the streets you know so she came and she washed jesus feet and asked for forgiveness with oil and cleaned his very feet. expensive oil at that and cleaned his feet with her hair yes so she felt very uh i guess welcomed by jesus and wanted his rite of passage to his father's kingdom or help or blessing just yeah probably just to be blessed you know and and so we saw that recently the reverse with the pope washing people's feet himself so this is a very special moment so that's another mary then there was one more mary that was being about to be Be stoned stoned. and jesus interceded with the famous quote he who without sin Cast the first stone. And of course, everybody drops their stone because... They're all a bunch of heathens. (laughs) We're all sinners. But anyway, so then at one point, all of these Mary stories became one Mary, right? Oh, yeah. It was a long time ago um, with... uh, Sorry. I was such a genius that I came up with the fact that it was a pope during the Black Plague. And at the time, during the Black Plague, the only people who were really trying to help people who were sick and dying were the nuns of the Catholic Church. You know, that was what they did. They were basically nurses, you know. And um, so they themselves were dying trying to help people. And they were being revered by the population. Oh, look at what these the works these women are doing. They're so special and godly. And there was a pope who got a little jealous about it. So he decided that he was going to write Mary Magdalene how he figured her legacy should become. And so, we're trying to find the pope's name, but um, I, I can't I recall forgot. it now. I just forgot the guy's name. So I'm looking it up right now. It was something interesting. Very pope long. Pope Gregory? I don't know. It may have been Pope Gregory. Pope Gregory the first. I'm trying to move. We're trying to, <laughs> we're trying to find a name for you. Anyway, so 
all said and done, she was very powerful in the early Christian movement. And then now she has become someone that Jesus basically saved from her own sins. And that has been the story of poor Mary Magdalene, which is, we now come to find out, untrue. But there are some rumors that she was actually the wife of Jesus, but the historical things we found out did not prove anything about her being his wife. But I think that makes people more comfortable because why would a single man and a single woman just be hanging out together? So, I don't know. They could be purely platonic. I'm pretty sure because Pope Gregory the First, we were right. It was Pope Gregory the First. I should trust my knowledge a little bit more. You should. You should. You're so smart. All right. So that's the story wow, of the very condescending. first. condescending. It wasn't condescending. That's the story of the very first, in my opinion, feminist. So well, let's talk more about. Talk more about. Let's continue with the theme of women's history. So what is feminism today? Well, it we're trying to incorporate more men into the feminist movement because there is a very famous Nigerian woman. She's a writer and a feminist. Uh, I'm probably going to butcher her name, but it's Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. And she basically wants men to be included more in the conversation about feminism because she thinks everybody should be a feminist. And I agree with her. What do you think? Wow, that's a tough question. Why is it a tough question? I mean, because although I am a feminist, I do believe that every... I mean, I've read the gospel... Uh, what is the, the apocryphal text? The text that where the gospel of Thomas, the gospel of Mary. And there are some things that Jesus said, like, we women... Women would not be equal until men can see them as men. Which meant for that time frame, during Jesus' day, men had all the power. So until a man could see a woman as equally powerful, then he would see her as respected. But I've always believed that women are powerful. I've seen it through my mother, my sisters, other women, sometimes my wife. Okay, so this is the slide about the smart guy thing. The sometimes. I'll just tease it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but yes, but mostly, as I was saying before, women are very strong and they're very powerful and they weave. I mean, as they say, behind every strong man, there's a, there's a strong and greater woman. Yes, but why is she standing behind him? Because, you know, during depending on a male-dominated society, she needs a front face. She needs a, she needs a face of the corporation. Okay. I'm so I don't saying. understand how this is, was a hard question for you because it sounds like you're a feminist. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> well, what are the benefits of feminism? Basically, we will have equality for women and then maybe they'll start fussing so much, right? If they can get that equal pay and equal respect, maybe they'll be a lot happier and happier women make for happier households and happier children, which is also really important. I don't know. I, my it's mom a trickle always down, trickle down situation. <laughs> well, my mom always said, "A happy wife, a happy life." True, but not all women are wives, of course. I mean, happy women. I don't have a rhyme for that. <laughs> I remember. I think I have always been a feminist. Ah, happy women, happy living. Yeah, there we go. Happy. There you go. I think. I don't. I can't really pinpoint when I became a feminist. I just think. Yeah, I, I think was you're born always a way. feminist. You came yeah, out maybe. burning bras and pumping your fists. 
is also not about burning bras. <laughs> but, but that was a symbol. That was a symbol of the early American feminist movement. Yeah, the over-the-shoulder boulder holders. Burn them because they're, they're, they're the male shackles for women. Actually, why do you say things that you have no information to back it up? Because I'm just joking right now. Ah, uh, so funny. Well, I think the very first thing that I noticed when I was a kid that I just didn't approve of was how I saw um, there were so many moms dropping the kids off for my preschool, you okay. know, and the moms picking them up and the moms doing this, that, the other thing. And I didn't really see much of dads. Now, my dad was one of those G.I. Joe. Well, male feminists. <laughs> and he would, I mean, he shared equal parenting. And I was like, this is interesting. I thought all dads want to be involved with their children's lives. Who said that? Anyways, I just thought it was interesting because I didn't know that only the woman was supposed to do all the cooking and cleaning because my dad is a very much a neat freak and he likes and he cleans better than my mom. We even had a joke. We, we nicknamed him Henrietta. Henrietta the maid will clean it up, but <laughs> no, it was just kind of funny because he had a very specific way that things should be cleaned and he would do it, you know, and, and, and that's just, and so I just figured that there really wasn't a gender thing that had to tell you what you were, weren't supposed to do in the house or in your family or in society. I didn't know there were certain rules to it. I mean, so, so you're saying that there's no such thing as gender rules, no gender roles. Sorry. Here's the thing. A child is born. They have their own strengths and weaknesses, intelligences, you know, we should cater to that. We shouldn't just always, okay, give the girl the baby doll and the boy the truck. We've got to change how we parent. Wait a minute. So, what do you mean? Give the girl the truck? That's what you want? Why don't we just set you a whole to bunch of toys in front of the, the kids and let them decide what they like the best? Actually, I, I, I'm just teasing. I'm trying to be a devil's advocate here. Because with my niece, when she was a kid, she played with everything. Right. Whether kids it was like G.I. Joe, Legos. cars, Legos, Lincoln Logs. And cooking. Both genders love cooking. I mean, hell, I wanted a creepy crawler's. You know, the creepy crawler set where basically it was like the Easy Bake Oven, but it had neon colors instead of the pink and white. Mm -hmm. You made jellies Jelly instead candies. Of, yeah. yeah. I wanted that when I was a kid, but my dad wouldn't let me have it. Which is sad. Actually, he probably mm -hmm. did. I was probably being a badass. <laughs> I mean, I think we just ascribe too many things to what it means to be a man. Had to be tough and strong and willing to fight. And these days, this is not so necessary in society anymore. Actually, I still prescribe to that. You still should be tough, strong, ready to whoop and ready to beat somebody up. But it's okay to cry. Let's be logical. Biologically, men and women are different. Yes. You know. My grandfather used to say, don't pick those things up or you mess up your lady parts. That was your grandpa who said that? Maybe my grandpa. To you? Your lady no. parts? <laughs> How does this sound? Because oh, he's a douche. Well, you learn something new every day about the people in your home. <laughs> but anyways, it's just um, because women are less physically strong based on biology does not mean that we are incapable of doing the same thing as men, liking, enjoying the same things as men, and vice versa, you know? Uh, well, you know, I just feel that um, there's nothing wrong with a woman wanting to play baseball. I remember I had this aunt. I, I'm about to mess up her name because I always called her John Lee. 
uh-huh. which is weird because she's a woman. And I always said John Lee. And I kept asking my dad, why is her name John Lee? Some girls have boys names. Her name wasn't John Lee at all. I found out a few years ago it was Jenny Lee. But I have no idea how I came up with the name John Lee. You were maybe a sexist when you were a kid. Probably. Like, oh, it's, a, it's a chick who's good at sports. It's got to be a dude. Well, she was really tall and strong as hell. Well, some women are. I know. But, um, but yeah. But, yeah, I forgot where I was going with that. Sorry. She played baseball. Well, she played softball, and she was better than some of the guys. That's, That's what I was saying. That's surprising. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> True. Anything that requires skill, I think, is a... And not surprising if some women can excel mm, over true. other men. It's just, it's, we need to talk. Okay, I have a question for you. Mm. We brought this up, and mm-hmm. we have a few more moments before the end of the show. But I do want to have this conversation, and I want to know what you guys think. Well, sorry, let me rephrase that. You guys and gals, I want to know what you think about this. My wife brought up the fact that, you know, maybe one day the NBA and the WNBA should be blended, melded together, and you have co-ed teams. What do you guys think about that? What do you think about that, Jameez? Well, I felt strongly about this because I've watched girls' collegiate basketball and men's collegiate basketball, women's and men's both, and I think that the skills are very similar. And nowadays, man, some of these young, I call them girls because I'm so old in comparison, but some of these young ladies are so tall and skilled and athletic, and they've been playing basketball since they were two, three years old. So I think that they can compete just as well as the guys. The only problem would be is that we have developed men to have uh, fragile egos based on their masculinity, and this will be threatened if they had to play against a girl or play with girls. No, I don't think so. I mean, I've I've played and I've balled with some great ballers. But I just feel that, you know, maybe they should separate keep the keep that playground separate. But it is separate and unequal and I just can't abide well, by that. Well, make it equal but keep it separate. I mean, Jim Crow that. I I can't, I can't abide by that because when it's separate it's, it's inherently unequal. No, it is not. Cuz you could say it like this. Basically, the man and I do mean the man mm-hmm. worships money. Yes. So if they're so if the WNBA is making money, they should get paid accordingly. This isn't about the pay. I, I like I said, I'm just going by with you know just athletic ability and height. Okay. And I think it, I think there are All many right. women who can go up against these these guys. Okay. Um. Let's take a Shaquille O'Neal type. Shaquille O'Neal's quite big. He was even big by basketball standards and compared to other basketball okay, players. Okay, so he plays center. Okay. And what's um, your, your alma mater? Uh, Baylor? Yes. <laughs> your alma mater, Baylor. And you had, uh, what was her name? I don't know where you're going. I don't know. She's six foot. She's like six foot ten or something like that. I don't know. She's really tall. She's dunking. Why would we bring this up? Because I want. I want to say this. She could play center in the league, right? If you put her up against somebody that's like but Shaquille, Shaquille O'Neal, O'Neal is, is retired. This is this is this is a non-contender. Okay. okay. Well, okay. So let's say she's the first woman to get drafted into the NBA. The reason why I say, just like the MLB, in my opinion, and the NBA, the reason why I say that it could be co-ed is the simple fact that these sports in my opinion do not require a lot of physical upper body strength 
So well, that basketball is why... was created for women, but men kept playing it. Dr. Naismith invented the game. He was trying to create a game that women could play in PE class. Anyways, you just resisted for no reason. Just because some guys are bigger than other girls, but they're for most of the NBA are pretty scrawny dudes. And my, I like, I like really big guys. So most of the NBA is pretty skinny guys, tall, Medium lanky guys. guys against other skinny, tall, lanky girls, and it'll be fine. One one day they will they will realize this. One mm. day. Okay. Well, I'm just saying. Well, you guys, if you disagree or you agree, you can chime in at crossfire.crusade.net and that's crusade with the k k r u s a d e dot net crossfire.crusade.net and also don't forget you can subscribe to our podcast at iTunes look up friendly fire a ke production you will be able to sign up and subscribe hit the subscribe button and the like and we will hit you back for it okay and we're going to continue the conversation about women and some famous women and my thoughts on the conspiracy against women, which I have some, some real facts about on our next episode. So please be excited and ready to tune in for that. And also, if you want to add some comments about some famous women that you look up to. Your she rose. Yeah, our she rose. Go ahead and post that to us as well. Thanks for listening. I'm, I'm Khalif. And I'm Jamise. And this is Friendly Fire. Catch you next time. Bye.